Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Booth 61. Featuring movers and shakers on the Atlanta tech scene, organizations serving the tech market, and the inspired people who lead them. Now here's your host, Ricky Steele. Welcome and thank you for visiting Booth 61. I am Ricky Steele and I passionately serve as the CEO of Steele Technology Partners. This is actually my first show after my son Everett and I began this new endeavor a couple of weeks ago. At Steel Technology Partners, we are passionate about our clients, our candidates, our community, and each other. You'll be hearing more about us in the near future. We have a very exciting show for you today, and we're going to jump right in. But first, I must introduce our producer, Ryan Redhawk McPherson. He is a U.S. Army veteran and a master at the control board. What's up, Hawk? Well, just another fine day here in the Business Radio X studios, our corporate headquarters studio, Sandy Springs, Georgia. So glad to be here helping you out and running the boards for Booth 61. Well, we've had a lot of fun shows together, and uh, today's show is really an introduction to the next time we'll be together when we'll be live May the 7th at the Marriott Marquis for the 2016 Digital Ball. I think we'll have a lot of fun at that show, and uh, we'll see a lot of fun guests, and Probably a lot of the people we've interviewed over the last year together. Yeah, it should be exciting and a kind of a repeat. I was there with you last year. What an amazing event. Looking forward to being part of it again this year. Well, it's going to be a good show today, and that's what we're going to talk about, Tech Bridge and the Digital Ball. Uh, I'm very excited about today's show on multiple levels. Our goal for Booth 61 for the last three years has always been about building community and allowing the rising tide to lift all the boats. In my 20 years of being in the Atlanta technology community, I have found very few organizations or people who have done more for our community in such a short period of time. I could spend the next four, maybe five hours introducing James Franklin, CEO of TechBridge, Jim Reese, CEO of Atlanta Mission, Beth Smith, sale executive with Chorus 360, and Bryson Cole of the CIO of the Weather Channel. Each of these are remarkable people that I've been blessed to meet over the last 10 plus years. However, none of you tuned in to hear me wax nostalgic about all these wonderful executives. So to begin, I'm going to ask each of these folks to give a maybe a one, one and a half minute personal elevator pitch, if you will. And why don't we start across from me with Beth, Beth Smith. Hi, Ricky. Thanks. Hey, thanks for being here, Beth. You're welcome. So I work for Chorus 360. Um, we're an infrastructure company that brings technology services and people to support our customers' IT initiatives here in Norcross. We also have offices in Denver, up in Charlotte and as well in Atlanta. You've been a great success story and just one of the many success stories of Mark Metz, who's one of Atlanta's finest entrepreneurs. Yeah, Mark is a, a great guy. He uh, he has a lot of vision and this is one of his companies, Chorus 360. Um, he also has another, we have a sister company as well called Relis. So we help you know our customers with their infrastructure services. So well, It's a great blessing having you here. I want to turn that to someone I met, I guess, back when I was at Definition 6. We tried to do some project work, and it didn't work out at that time. But uh, shortly thereafter, Jim has done something that James Franklin and others have done. They've left the corporate world and the, the big money and the, uh, the high claim, fame and success to really do what was important and what was in their heart. Uh, Jim, you're the CEO of the Atlanta Mission. Tell us about what you do and a little bit about uh, yourself, and then we'll come back and ask you some more questions later. Great. Well, it's great to be here today. And, you know, I, uh, I counted a privilege to be able to be the president and CEO of Atlanta Mission. And I've been there seven years. I spent most of my life in the business world working in packaged goods from Frito-Lay to Honey Baked Ham to finally CEO of Ronstadt in 
till seven years ago, a guy called me to go serve the least in our city. And so I get the privilege every day to cross four campuses, care for a thousand men, women, and kids. And you know, the great news about the job is I hope I have an impact on them, but it's dramatically changed my life. I would well imagine that to be true. James Franklin, my friend, who we've done this four, five, six times and had the privilege to watch. TechBridge is a fantastic organization, and they've done a lot of building and what have you, but a real technologist and a business executive took over seven years ago now. I've been CEO for four years, four, four and a half years, years uh, and chairman before that, so, so a so total I, of about seven years. I guess as a volunteer, you had been involved for a long time, but what you have done is put this organization on a rocket ship, James, and and everybody tips their hat to you, but tell us a little of the James Franklin story, and then we'll get into some more questions. Uh, well, first off, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you, Ricky. I, I really appreciate all of your passion in supporting our mission, which is is to help organizations like Atlanta Mission so that they can serve more of the most needy in our community. So thank you for that support. You know, the, the story of TechBridge and my involvement with it is, just like Jim said, it was it's really a gift that's been given to me, and it was... It, it was a calling. It was something that I needed to do. And fortunately enough, I was in a place where I could help and, uh, and I was given the opportunity to do so. And, and the amazing thing about TechBridge is that it's filled with people that have that exact same passion. The fact that every single person at TechBridge gave up a really wonderful career in technology and decided to work for a small nonprofit who works for as low a price as possible so that, that we can help those uh, that need help the most. So, so really, you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of really kind, really brilliant, really capable people to make TechBridge work. Well, you're inspiring to me and to all the folks that work with you and to this entire community, James. And again, I think your active involvement has been what has catapulted TechBridge to a whole nother place. I'd now love to introduce uh, my friend Bryson Kohler, who's the CIO of the Weather Channel, but he was held up by weather. So uh, actually, I've been holding that one all week, just couldn't wait to use it. Uh, Bryson is actually uh, on a conference call and will be joining us in the next uh, 10 to 12 minutes, and I'll give him a chance to introduce himself uh, at that point. But uh, to begin with, as we discussed, we're here to celebrate the accomplishments of TechBridge, an organization like no other, in my opinion. In the past 16 years, TechBridge has morphed from a fledgling startup to an international agency improving the quality of life for millions and millions and close to 50 million people. James, I want to begin with you. As the CEO, please share with our audience that maybe are not as familiar with TechBridge what this organization is all about. TechBridge at its core is a nonprofit that helps other nonprofits with their technology. And, and the purpose is that nonprofits typically don't invest in themselves uh, as well as they should because they're too busy investing in other people's lives. Just so you know, Jim, we do the exact same thing. We have conversations about how uh, we don't want to spend money on technology because we would rather spend money on our clients, right. even though we know better. Right. <laughs> so, um, so it's typical, and it's because you have people that are so passionate about your mission. They don't want to spend time on themselves. They want to spend time on others. And so we come in so that we can help them put clarity on how investing in, in themselves will, will generate tenfold in the form of their mission. But it takes a lot of education and a lot of research and development to make that happen. And so that's what we do. We subsidize everything that we do, like our digital ball that's coming up. 
on May 7th. Uh, that is a primary fundraiser for us. And last year we raised $1.2 million. So hopefully we, we have similar success this year. So that goes directly into subsidizing the services that we provide organizations like Atlanta Mission. We have decided to focus in two specific areas. One is going deep into certain communities. As you mentioned, we've had great success in going broad with clients in 10 countries and uh, last I counted 47 states, which is wonderful, but it's not substantially transforming those communities like Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, we have a, a museum uh, that we support in Schaumburg. We probably haven't made Schaumburg a better place uh, for the most needy. So we're going deep in Atlanta, we're going deep in Birmingham, uh, we're going deep in Nashville, and the hope is to go deep in three more cities over the next four years. And then the second initiative is to go deep in poverty, because community after community, after doing this for 16 years in multiple countries and, and hundreds and hundreds of nonprofits, uh, we've learned that the more desperate the clients, the less the capability uh, regarding technology and the less the focus on that, probably because the need is so great for the citizens that they serve that they don't even get to thinking about what kind of technology should I have. If you're at a museum, it's a little different, right? It's, it's very different. You do have the luxury of spending time on what should my ticketing system be. But when you have someone whose life uh, is, is, is on the edge, those just seem more like mundane issues to think about. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why we're focusing in the areas that we are. James, dig it a little bit deeper for me because I know what goes on and I have seen the miracles day in and day out. But for somebody just listening in the audience is not as familiar, Jim's involved in, in the homeless community and he's going to tell us a lot more about that later. Uh, Bill Bowling feeds folks. Austin Dixon is involved in literacy. You're a not-for-profit helping them. Specifically tell me how you can help them so that they can do their mission a little bit better. So we always prefer to start with a strategy. So we have a lot of expertise around technology and how it can apply to a nonprofit to help them execute their mission. But everybody's plan is going to be different. And if we walked in assuming that we knew the answers, that would obviously be wrong. So coming in and really understanding their mission, understanding the capabilities that they have, the resources or the limitation of resources that they might have, and then planning out a, a, a path forward for them that's appropriate for their, their needs and their resources. For those that have a dramatic shortage of resources and, and spending money on technologies is just impossible, then we have grant programs uh, like the Technology Innovation Award that's coming up soon, uh, like our adoption program that has been a huge success and the corporate community has jumped in to adopt a nonprofit and therefore fund their technology transformation. So whatever their circumstances are, we try to figure out how to deal with that and make sure that they get what they need. So the technology plan will identify projects that will advance their capabilities, and then we execute those projects, either ourselves uh, or working with partners, uh, whatever the case may be. Uh, we have a new group uh, that I'm very excited about, and we're, we're still trying to figure out the exact name of it, but until we do, we're calling it performance uh, measurement. It's really about what are the metrics that we need to help nonprofits to, that will let them show their impact. Quite often, we as nonprofits think too much maybe about the metrics that our donors want to see. Uh, but there's other metrics that might really tell if we're making a difference in people's lives. And so we want to grab more of that data and help nonprofits think about what are some of the expanded metrics 
that they can watch that can be more leading indicators for transformations in people's lives. Uh, so we're very excited about that new practice. You know, it, on technology speak, it's in the, the big data world. It's how do we get lots of data and start finding uh, questions that we even haven't thought to ask yet. So the not-for-profits who their heart and soul is of serving people in one way or another, whether it's food, shelter, whatever the case might be, they're able to serve that many more people because of the technology that you enable them to do. They're very good at their job and their mission, but they're not technologists, nor can they afford a CIO or CTO to handle that for them. Is that basically sum it up? I, I think a great example is what we do in the area of food distribution. Uh, so Feeding America is a very important client of ours. Uh, they're the third largest nonprofit in the United States. We've built a logistics system for them that's used by 58 food banks across the United States, as well as food bank networks of uh, the UK and Ireland. We have uh, approximately over 70,000 food pantries that are using that platform to deliver uh, over uh, half a billion pounds of food a year. The power of scale means that each food pantry is paying the equivalent of uh, $7 a year to maintain that platform. Now, what's interesting is the food pantries don't pay that because most of them are all volunteer-based and they may not even have $7 a year. I'm sure they could scrounge it together, but the food banks pay for those fees. But when you allocate that cost out, uh, it's only $7 per agency per year. So that's the power that we bring to the table by building scale expertise uh, into technology so that nonprofits don't have to figure out how to do that. 500 million pounds of food through one particular outreach. That is absolutely amazing. How many total organizations does TechBridge help in any given year across the United States? And I understand internationally as well. So every year uh, we support over uh, 500 organizations and uh, it's, it's a wide mixture of organizations. About half of those are in the, uh, in the hunger sector with the other half being all different types of agencies. What's interesting is, you know, those 500 nonprofits, uh, over 500 nonprofits that we serve, many of them then give the technology to other organizations. And that's where we have over 70,000 agencies using TechBridge technology uh, in their daily operations. Let's go to another number. We talked about the agencies. We've talked about 500 million pounds of food. How many people, I'm sure you uh, come up with some rough estimates of the total number of lives that have been Im impacted through the organizations that TechBridge serves, what would that number look like? I remember a couple of years ago when you gave me a number of 7 million and it blew my mind. Yeah. So when we were primarily Atlanta-based, we were pretty proud of getting into four, five, six, seven million people. Since we have been able to expand into, you know, across the United States and into a few countries, uh, we actually stopped counting once it crossed over 50 million people. Wow. So Man. we just say 50 wow. plus. Thank you, God. Wow. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. yeah well, how do you pay for this? Well, we do it through fundraising and through fees that we charge the nonprofits. We're, we're very proud of our community support that 60% of our fees are paid for by philanthropy. So we're very, very proud of that. One of the biggest ways that we fund our mission, because we look to the events like the Digital Ball to pay our overhead, because we don't want Jim and the Atlanta Mission to have to pay for my salary or pay for rent. If they have to pay, we really want them to just pay the time for the consultants that are working on their project. So that's what the digital ball pays for. 
without the digital ball and, and the sponsors who, who participate in that, the R&D that we do and, and the prices and, and really the fact that we deliver services at all to nonprofits just wouldn't be possible. Digital ball is a once a year event and it raises in excess of a million dollars in cash, goods and services. But there's someone out listening today that had just got touched, I believe, by that 50 million people that you've been involved with. How could they pick up their phone or their computer right this minute and send you some money because they want to be part of this effort? That would be wonderful. Techbridge.org. Go to our website and you'll see a big Donate Now button there. And that would be a wonderful gift. But I also encourage people to go to our adoption catalog because in our adoption catalog is a list of nonprofits that are in need. And corporations, individuals, anybody can go in and adopt these nonprofits and help pay for a nonprofit to be transformed, uh, which will allow more people in, in our community uh, and other communities uh, to get the help that they need. From as little as several, several hundred dollars to as much as ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, there's plenty of opportunities for everyone to participate and be part of this important outreach. Absolutely. And we also encourage people to call up and say, there's a cause that I care about deeply, and I know that they could benefit from technology, and I'd like to make that happen. Will you help me? That happens all the time, and we love those success stories. So uh, if somebody out there has a cause they care about, please let us know. Jim, I want to get back in a few minutes, James, to the uh, digital ball. But first, I want to swing over to a man, as I mentioned earlier, I had the privilege of meeting a number of years ago, Jim Reese. And again, a man after God's own heart, in my opinion. He's president and CEO of the Atlanta Mission. And, uh, and nobody's got a bigger heart for this community than Jim. Jim, tell me a little bit about the Atlanta Mission, how you got involved, and what is, your, what is a day-to-day like in the life of Jim Reese? Yeah, so for us, we've been around since 1938. Many people will know us as the Atlanta Union Union Mission, Mission. and we've changed our name uh, to Atlanta Mission. And, you know, our heart is to end homelessness one friend at a time. And we really believe that if you think about a friend, you would do anything to help a friend. And so, you know, there's such a picture of people standing on a corner with a sign, and we give them two bucks to run away. You'd never do that for a friend. And so for us, you know, our day to day is the opportunity to truly help. We have three things we're trying to do with people. Number one, when you're homeless, you've truly lost hope. And when you've lost hope, the first thing we need to do is help you get the ability to choose help. And we think two things are critical. We've got to create friendship. We've got to give you the opportunity to see personal services. And when you do that, you all of a sudden get hope. And then our heart's desire is you would choose help. And once you've chosen help, you really get the opportunity to make progress. And we focus in five areas, physical, emotional, spiritual, social, and vocational. You know, many times people think when you're homeless, it's just because you don't have a job and you don't have a place to live. Usually you've been hurt, traumatized, emotionally, socially, or spiritually. And that's what costs you to lose your house and to lose your job. And so our heart is you would do that. And then finally, that you would leave us and you would continue to make progress in those areas by being connected in a community and truly coming out of that by continuing to make progress in the five areas. And then as well, absolutely being able to be empowered and live your life differently. The most exciting part of my job day to day is watching God really transform people's lives. And, um, you know, I'd feel remiss not to, you know, with James here in the room, the opportunity we got last year to be at the ball and to share our story was an incredible night. And, um, you know, everybody in that room is having an impact on the people we serve every day. And, you know, we have 29,000 people in Atlanta to give to us each year. We get no government money. 
And so uh, Atlanta cares about the people that are poor. And so we're, I feel blessed to be in a position to be that conduit to really bring to the front lines the services that will help people get out of that. How many folks are you're touching on a weekly, monthly basis these days? Yeah, so, you know, I think one of the things is we'll, we'll serve about 1,000 people across four campuses. And so if you looked at hotels in Atlanta, we'd be one of the five largest. Um, and I think people don't think about that. The difference would be we would feed. So we'll serve about, we'll have about 300,000 bed nights a year. The people will stay with us and almost a million meals. Now, the big thing for us is you've got to give them a place to stay and stabilize them. And we'll give them all of that. But we don't want anybody to stay in homelessness. And so that's just to calm that down. Our whole part is that we would end homelessness for those individuals and really be able to treat them with the respect and the dignity that would take place. Part of the whole thing that we've done with TechBridge in regards to the systems work is to create efficiencies and effectiveness in our programs to be able to truly meet with a client, get information one time and be able to follow that client through that piece instead of, you know, the challenge is every person you meet, you got to ask them the same question. Well, you know what? How many banks would we go to if every time we had to fill something out, we'd probably never come back to that bank. And so if we're trying to build a relationship and friendship with people, we want to treat them with the same respect and dignity as we would expect. So this has been going on about a year now, because I remember last year, the tremendous amount of money that was raised just by those sitting in the audience. I would imagine in addition to the money that was raised that night, you also raised some supporters sitting in there who have written checks subsequently uh, and, and, and maybe gotten involved as a volunteer or, or on another basis. So maybe a quick snapshot of what this year being with TechBridge has meant to you as an organization. Yeah, I think for us last year, they, it was first of all, I would just tell you it was my first you know, digital ball. You just need to be there. It's a great night. And so you, you need to be there. We were on late. People, you could have dropped a pin. People had an incredible heart for our work. It was one of the, truthfully, one of the most inspiring nights for me last year because people applauded about the people who had had success. And then they became incredibly generous and uh, gave money in a very fast period of time to help us. What it's meant to us is, you know, with James's team, is we've spent the last three years redefining the way the work's done. What we didn't have was a technology platform to help us do that work efficiently. And so we're right, we've completed the first phase, we're in implementing the second phase. What it's done is, we've seen efficiency, it's helped us with our process, and truthfully, most importantly, we're better serving our clients by really being able to serve them with a level of expertise and excellence that we would expect. The outcome that also is happening is we're better understanding where are we having impact with those clients. So we're able to now begin to monitor and understand when we serve somebody, is that service impacting them or not? Or do we have a service that needs to change? That, that was part of it. You know, James talked earlier about the challenge in the nonprofit world is scale. I think that's the thing that really hurts nonprofits is if you're in a business world, you create scale. Nonprofit can't do that. This is creating scale for us and scale in regards to being able to better serve people. What's next for Atlanta Mission? I mean, you've 60, 70 years of, of service behind you. You've now got this great partnership, new opportunities and better technology. What's, what's next on your agenda? Well, for us, it's really ending homeless one person at a time. I truly believe in this city we can do it. I believe we got the Olympics in 96. It's been, what, 20 years ago? Yes. Why not this? 
why not here? Why not be the shining light across this country to say in our city and our, under our watch, we're going to do this. And so for us, it's an incredible focus one person at a time because it, every individual is different. That's part of the challenge. People look at homelessness and everybody wants to paint them with a really broad brush. They're not a broad brush. They're individuals. They're people. They're people. Well, they're somebody's mom, somebody's dad, somebody's child could be ours. I've had great business leaders who come up who, by the way, their son's on the street. You'd never believe it. Their kid went to love it, went to a great school in town. It touches everyone. It's not unique. Thank you, Jim. Uh, we do not have a commercial break, but we're going to create one right now. Uh, we'll talk about this a little bit at the end, but I do want to encourage anyone listening or whether it's live or later on, um, uh, go to www.techlinks.org, tech, excuse me, techbridge.org, techbridge.org, and make a contribution and look at the different programs. You know, what you're hearing Jim share about changing homelessness in Atlanta forever is important stuff, and, and this is your opportunity to get involved. Now I want to turn my attention to another great friend. I'm very blessed to have four good friends around the table this morning, and five including Ryan. But Beth Smith is director of Course 360 and this year's chair of TechBridge's very important ambassador program. Beth, you're an amazing person, and you have such a great passion for life. I love following you on Facebook because every time <laughs> I see something, you brighten my day and make me feel better about just living. Tell me a little bit about um, what the Ambassadors Program is and uh, and how you are interacting with TechBridge as a whole. Sure, Ricky. Um, so the Ambassador Program is a group of people that at a grassroots level want to support TechBridge. You know, I'm very fortunate that in my daily work, I'm able to work with big data, you know, the self-driven car, some really edgy technology. I was just taken back to learn that some nonprofits you know, with foster children or homelessness, will literally go to a file cabinet to pull out a case. And someone, when someone's in a file, they could get lost so easily or, or security is an issue. So just to have a database for a nonprofit, it just blows my mind that that wasn't happening. And I understand why, because nonprofits are, you know, Jim's trying to get a bed for a gentleman and his beds are full and he's trying to figure out how many beds I have or how many meals I have or when is a shower available. So it was a no-brainer to jump behind TechBridge, and I'm certainly very, very fortunate to be surrounded by 15 other individuals that feel the same way that want to help, whether it be supporting the digital ball or actually getting out in the community and going to the Atlanta Mission and saying, hey, what do you need? We have some extra laptops, or do you want us to clean a closet or you know, paint a room? So it's a group of people that support TechBridge in a variety of different ways. Your personal engagement and support is all across the board doing some of the things you mentioned and what are some of the things you, you, you manage the board. You have got a, a good group of people working with you. What all, what are y'all doing on a regular basis in addition to the digital ball? So it really is a grassroots effort effort. I think that in the business community in Atlanta, um, TechBridge has a lot of support. Every CIO executive that, or C-level executive that I know in IT supports TechBridge, but there's a whole grassroots community um, that is untouched by TechBridge, whether it be stay-at-home moms or churches or sororities or other nonprofits that could benefit from being involved with TechBridge. So the ambassadors are really out to reach at a grassroots level the non-IT business community to either engage nonprofits as they see a need with TechBridge or match groups, churches, nonprofits, or I'm sorry, 
churches, um, women's groups, anything to supporting those nonprofits. Professionally, how has TechBridge helped you with your own business? You know, that's a great question. I'm so fortunate to meet IT executives, which of course helps my my day job quite a bit because uh, I am in a sales role um, and listening for those opportunities where Course 360 can help is very, very important. But also I'm fortunate that Course 360 supports the TechBridge mission and we have a Chorus Cares community inside our company that gives back as well. So, you know, I don't know if I've really used it as a quote unquote sales tool. I kind of see TechBridge as, as more of you know, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So if you can make someone's life better by either um, helping a nonprofit bring technology and do what they do better or finding a tech, a nonprofit that needs technology and connecting those dots, that good karma comes back to you. And, you know, every now and then I might get a call that says, hey, Beth, uh, you know, we're moving some apps to the cloud. Can you help us? And it's, it's a win for me, of course. I don't know if it's just the South or... Um the way we were brought up or what the situation is. But, you know, you hear often people ask you when you ask them to get involved in something, what's in it for me? And I've always believed that um, if you ever give a gift expecting something in return, that's not actually a gift. That's a bribe. You're actually (laughs) trying to uh, make a down payment on something and knowing you and your heart and so many of the other supporters of TechBridge, I don't ever feel that way. And, And coming to the cocktail events and things, I've never seen anybody walking around with a stack of business cards trying to to grab the the Bryson Kohlers and the Bill Van Curens and the Janet Sherlocks, trying to beat them up into the corner. They're just there to make a better community. It, is am I all wrong, or is that you kind of feel the same way? You know, I absolutely feel the same way. I do occasionally see people they come and go six months a year that are in it for the wrong reasons. But as a whole, ninety nine point nine percent everyone involved in TechBridge is here to really look at tackling poverty, tackling homelessness, tackling hunger with the gifts and the talents that we bring to the table. If we actually do what we claim to, what we want to do, and that's build a better community, the rising tide will lift all of our boats, regardless of whether we're friends, competitors, or whatever the case might be. Beth, what advice do you have for others who don't think they have time to give back to the community? I know you're a very busy young lady, and you got a family. So how do you find time to get involved? Well, you know, it doesn't take any time at all to go to the TechBridge website and look at the catalog and say, you know what, I'm going to throw a couple hundred dollars at a nonprofit. Or as you're out at your kids' ball games or at church or out in the community, listening for those opportunities, it's just part of, I don't know if it's blocking time, it's just how you live. Just listen and see if you can make a difference. Great advice. Thank you very, very much. Now I'm honored to do someone that most everybody knows because they know the company. Uh, Mr. Bryson Kohler is Executive Vice President, CTO, and CIO of the Weather Channel. If there's anyone in this room or across this listening audience that doesn't have the Weather Channel app, I would be willing to bet $100 against that because we all look at it every single day of our lives, especially when we're traveling. But uh, Bryson, welcome to Booth 61. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. Now, you missed a little bit of the beginning, so how about the giving us a one- or two-minute summation of the, Bryan, the Bryson Kohler story and how you got to the Weather Channel and kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis? Well, I've been in Atlanta for about 19 years. You know, Atlanta is absolutely my home, and uh, I've been at the Weather Company for uh, four years now and uh, really been on a fun mission to transform the business from being a you know TV 
oriented media company into a big data technology business. And uh, we've just completed, you know, moving over. And now the weather company is an IBM business. And so uh, for the past six months, I've been, uh, you know, working through, uh, going through the acquisition and uh, bringing the team on and, and now being part of IBM and being uh, IBM's largest B2C business. And, and obviously then leveraging what we do in the B2B space to continue to help prepare and protect billions of people all over the world for a better tomorrow. You're doing a great job at it. Um, let's talk about the Atlanta Digital Event Series, which you and Janet Sherlock, who's CIO of Carter's, are chairing this year. What What is that all about? The event series is all of the events that, you know, really surround what, what leads up to the digital ball on May 7th. We have, you know, five key events throughout the years that, that range from things like what's going on at the weather company tomorrow night, which is uh, Thursday, March 31st, in case you're downloading this. But it's our, it's our cocktail event, and it's uh, celebrating the sponsors and uh, those that have been involved in the uh, process of, of bringing the digital ball to life. But we have events throughout the year that range from you know, cocktail events to special uh, receptions where we can bring you know, our partners, uh, our supporters, our vendors, our, our teams, uh, our own people together so that they can meet and spend time with their colleagues um, because this is, you know, a community. What makes Atlanta so great is that we have got, to me, the best technology community in the country because we not only do great technology work, but we also do great community work. And the event series is all around ensuring that we balance, you know, giving back to our community and celebrating and thanking those that support the work that we're all trying to do and the great work that the Atlanta Mission is doing and TechBridge does. And so these, these events are all really kind of centered around thanking those, and it culminates at the digital ball. Tomorrow night's going to be an exciting event because it's in your studios. You will be there. Uh, Janet Sherlock, again, of CIO of Carter's, Oshkosh Bigosh, for those with children. <laughs> and um, there'll be another 25, 30, 40 CIOs of the major companies in this community. If someone was listening right now, there's still a couple of sponsorships available, and you could go to www.techbridge.org or pick up the phone and call James, the phone number. Probably, I would say you should email. Uh, e you, email. You know, that's going to be the e best email. way. Email. Uh, <laughs> I would email digitalball at techbridge.org, and uh, if you hurry, there's still a few spots available for sponsorships. And uh, You could be there tomorrow night with all I, the rest I of us. I would absolutely love. In fact, anybody that signs up between now and tomorrow night I will, I will find out and I will give you a personal tour of the Weather Channel facilities if you sign up between now and tomorrow night, any sponsors that sign up between now and tomorrow night. Well, that would be a real treat, no question about it. Uh, Bryson, let's talk about the digital ball now. May 7th, the 16th annual. You excited about it? I mean, you're your co-chair. You're you're going to make things happen. Well, I you know, luckily, you know, this is my first year being the co-chair, and this is Janet's second year, so she is uh, going to lead me through the process, and I'm just going to ride her coattails or her dress tails um, in <laughs> through the event is really my plan. But uh, no, we're very excited about it. We're looking forward to you know seeing nearly 900 of our of our favorite. Atlanta and Georgia friends and family coming out and supporting a great event. It's an awesome night. And, uh, you know, looking forward to uh, seeing our friends, having the entertainment and uh, just, you know, celebrating the great work that's uh, been accomplished by TechBridge throughout the year. Who, who will be some of the people there probably tomorrow night and again at the Digital Ball? Aren't there 40 or 40 or more hosts now for the, for the Digital Ball? 
Yeah, there are, um, uh, we have 99 sponsors so far, um, and I think 45, I believe, of spon- <clears throat> well, sponsors. Hosts. 45 hosts. 40, 45 hosts and 99 sponsors. And so when you look across the number of people that'll be there, the 45 hosts are, you know, represent um, all of the uh, great Atlanta companies from, you know, NCR and Coca-Cola and Carter's and the weather company. And, uh, you know, there's just an amazing group of, uh, you know, companies that come out from all walks of life throughout Atlanta to, to partake. I've got the list here and it is truly the who's who. Genuine parts, Troutman Sanders, Manhattan. Kaufman Tire, Rawling. You've got uh, Southern Company. You've got uh, Beezer Homes, Home Depot. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola will be there. GE Power's there. It is a really great group of uh, CIOs and executive leaders from across the uh, walks of technology throughout Atlanta. And it's, it's amazing. And, and these are all very busy people like yourself. You're going through an integration right now that's taking up all of your time and energy. Yet you stay involved and these other folks do. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, I've been, uh, I, I, my first digital ball was 2004. And uh, I know the first digital ball was 2001. So I was a little bit late to the, uh, you know, to the party. And I apologize for that. That was an oversight on my, my part. But uh, we've already forgiven you. Okay. okay I appreciate it. I'm, tr- I'm doing my best to make up for it. I, I, you know, and, and I, you know, to me, Tech Bridge is just personal because, um, you know, I'm an Eagle Scout. I've always been involved in giving back to, you know, my community. Um, I sit on the board of Atlanta Habitat. Um, I do everything I can to give back to the community because it is where we live and raise our families and mm-hmm. children. And I want us to, you know, have a great community. But when I, when I saw the, over the years of being involved, just the underserving that occurred with technology at, at uh, nonprofits and the impact that it was having on their success, it just, it, it was frustrating. And then I had a couple of examples, you know, years and years ago where I saw vendors taking advantage of nonprofits. And, you know, who didn't really have the expertise and didn't understand the difference between needing to buy an entirely new PBX versus just a new line card for their PBX. And not having expertise and being taken advantage of, it actually just really made me mad. And I just wanted to help. And so, you know, getting involved in TechBridge and adopting a nonprofit and doing what we can to, to help, it's a great team building event for sure, but it really is just the right thing to do because technology, as we all know, it's what brings, you know, efficiencies to businesses. And there's no better place to have efficiency than a nonprofit who's trying to serve the community. I get choked up thinking about this. For a business to take advantage of a not-for-profit, if there's a lower thing, I'd like to know what it might be. I, like I said, it made me angry. I, I would use other words, but it made me angry. It might be a very special place in hell that gets even a little hotter for those rascals. <laughs> Jake? We, we actually see it quite a bit. Um, you know, I, can, I won't name names, but uh, you know, examples of websites being hijacked by a web developer because... Uh, they say you need to pay $1,000 a month for in hosting fees and support fees uh, for their website. You know, GoDaddy is, I don't know, six bucks. So the thousand's a little high. And some of it is just bad decisions. I, I'm glad you brought the PBX example up, uh, TechBridge once upon a time. We saved $11,000 a year moving from a PBX uh, to a VoIP solution. There's lots of opportunity for efficiency and improvement and cost savings with the typical nonprofit. James, all of these uh, CIOs and, and senior level executives are all gathered together. That's going to draw a great crowd of sponsors who help run the program. Who are some of your premier sponsors and, uh, and those that have been following you for many, many, many years? Well, Accenture has been the marquee sponsor, I'm, I'm pretty sure, since day one. 
and they have been a wonderful, wonderful supporter and sponsor of ours, and certainly in their donation to the digital ball, but in many, many ways. They underwrite our our Technology Innovation Award, which uh, the reveal will be at the digital ball. They have uh, donated consultants. They've done so many things in in the... in a number of ways in order to help our mission. And then, of course, you know, Coca-Cola and Dell and Infor, major sponsors or uh, terabyte sponsors for us. They have been with us for a number of years from the very beginning, and, uh, uh, and we're very proud of our relationship with them. I understand that this can be a sellout as it is every year, but in the last month, there are a few opportunities left. Would you share a couple of those with folks so anybody listening in might know uh, might trigger their own thought process, but then again, they may think of someone who would benefit and they could share it with them as well. So we have uh, uh, two opportunities that we're looking uh, to satisfy. One is we have uh, nine sponsorship slots left. Highly encourage someone uh, out there listening to join this fantastic event. You know, as Jim said, it's an amazing event in its own right. And Those slots are how much, uh, uh, James? It's a number of different sponsorships. So uh, I believe uh, uh, the lowest price one is $7,000, I believe. That includes and a table. I think it's a half table. Half table, that's right. I, that's I right, believe. That's right. But the bottom line is if you want to be there, call us up. We'll see what we can do to get you there. And then we also have a raffle sponsorship. So we do an amazing raffle uh, that generates a, a good amount of money for cause. And we're looking for a matching sponsor, someone who will match the proceeds uh, from the raffle. And if you want to get your name out to this community, the 99 sponsors and, and 45 CIOs in the room, uh, it's a great opportunity to stand up and, and, and let people know that you care about the community and, and, and speak directly to them. So that sponsorship up to the certain dollar level that you've maxed it allows you to stand on stage, be part of the raffle process, and actually do a one-minute pitch about your company to the literally who's who in this industry. That, at any price, would be a hell of a bargain. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and I believe the cap is $20,000. If you don't want to honor that cap, then that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll take as much as you're willing to, uh, uh, to put towards. And, and I, I, I do want to, to make a quick statement about you know, why these types of contributions are important. It, it's so easy to, to focus on the dollars of it and is our marketing budget, you know, is this a good marketing spend and that sort of thing. But, but I want to go back to what Jim said, and I hear this a lot from nonprofits that we've helped because we're a bunch of engineers, we're in a bunch of MBAs, and we think about ROI, we think about, you know, process improvement and percent improvement and efficiency, which most people in corporate America think about. Now, they have great hearts, but at the end of the day, if they're writing checks for business, they think about return. The nonprofits we serve think differently and they think about dignity for the people that they serve. So one client that we implemented something for, we were all excited because they had a four hour on-ramping process and we got it down to 45 minutes, uh, which is still too long. But, and we were all excited about how big of a percent improvement that was. And their response back was, this is important to us because now I can treat the people that we serve with dignity and, and it's not treating them with dignity by making them stand in line for four hours. And it had a huge impact on me. And, you know, when Jim says that again, it just reminds me of what's this about, right? It, it is about helping nonprofits be more effective, but it's really about treating people who are, are most desperate and most in need and treating them like human beings and treating them with dignity and treating them like the friends that they are. And you can't do that when you're having to go run to your file cabinet and make them sign forms out every single time. 
So that, that's why what we do is important. Regardless of your religious affiliation or non-affiliation, we are all God's children and brothers and sisters, and we should all treat each other with that same respect. This has been one of the most amazing 45 minutes of my entire life, and I am so humbled that you guys would take the time to be here. I'm so excited about this year's Digital Ball. Ryan and I will be there. We'll have a live Booth 61 broadcast during the pre-show, and we'll have a lot of fun. But as we close, I'd like to, again, get each of you, if you've got a closing statement, but most importantly, some folks listening may want to contact you to maybe ask about what Course 360 does and how they might be able to utilize your services or what you're doing, Jim or, or Bryson or James, uh, just give us again, name. If you want to give your personal email address, a phone number, whatever the case might be and any closing statement you might have. And since we began with you, Beth, we will end with you as we go around the table one last time. Sure. Um, please reach out to me with any questions or interest in TechBridge. Help, love to help anyone point them in the right direction on where they feel like their talents could best serve. Or, of course, if you have any IT needs or need great, smart, super talented IT people, I'm at B Smith, B-S-M-I-T-H, at C-O-R-U-S 360.com. Thanks, Beth. It's been an honor being with you. It's my honor. Jim? Yeah, so I would just say, if you want to learn more about the services we do, you can go to atlantamission.org, see really what takes place. I'd, I'd really like to just thank the tech community and TechBridge in particular. It, it was an amazing time last year. And the thing that's so exciting this year, our work's going to be done different one year later and lives are being impacted. And that night, I'll never forget, I had one of the donors who came up and said to me, this isn't, you know, a theoretical thing. My dad was homeless. Wow. And so, you know, I, I just can't thank that community of 900 people who care so much to really care about the least in our city. And they, you know, they need people cheering. And for the tech community to cheer, I just thank God for them. Thanks, Jim. Bryson? So I would uh, first just kind of make a shout out to the tech community to say, you know, we live in incredible times. I think we have a negative unemployment rate of somewhere around negative 4% here in Atlanta in the uh, tech community. So we are all incredibly fortunate to uh, have the opportunities that we have every day. And so my ask is to all my tech brethren on the other end of uh, the speaker here to, to join in and to contact Digital Ball at techbridge.org and get involved and help out. Do your part to give back. Uh, we need you. We need the continued support to grow and continue to help out the, the cause. If you're interested in, in helping understand how your business can uh, be better served by understanding how weather is impacting you or your customers, you can reach out to me at bryson at weather.com and I'll be happy to show you the amazing impact of weather and your business. And if you'll send in a sponsorship today before tomorrow afternoon around 4 o'clock, you will join us at Bryson's party, and Bryson's going to take you on a private tour. Brother James? I, I want to start by saying thank you to Jim, the Atlanta Mission, for all the amazing work that they do, and, and thank you for the opportunity to help you in that mission. And I want to thank Beth for being, I don't know, the, the Uber Tech Bridge supporter uh, of the century. So, you know, oh, Beth is you. always just uh, brightening our day uh, and bringing joy to what we do. And, and Bryson, you know, you... Uh, uh, you, you're 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 stepping into big shoes, making sure that our our premiere premiere event comes off. And I, I really appreciate you uh, accepting that responsibility uh, and for being here today. And Ricky, you've always been our loudspeaker 
you know, to the community. So, so thank you for amplifying our, our message uh, and our voice. Without you guys, we can't do what we do, which means it's, it's harder for all of us to make our city a great place. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I'm honored to be a part of it. Techbridge.org, techbridge.org, to reach James or any of the fantastic team of, um, of some of the hardest working people I've seen in any business, much less a nonprofit business. This is Ricky Steele, and I've finished my coffee in Booth 61. I hope you'll come back and join me for a fresh cup real soon or by listening to past shows anytime at Booth 61 with Ricky Steele. I always close our time together by sharing hopefully a blessing for you, your family, and your business. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for dropping by. Visit techbridge.org to learn more about the amazing work of this organization. God bless.